Let's pray together, and then we'll jump into God's Word. Father, thank you that we get to look at your Word together. Thank you that you speak to us through your Word in mysterious ways. Thank you for how the Holy Spirit prompts us. And both from the outside and from the inside, you put your Spirit in us if we know you. Lord, please do that this morning. Please prompt us, please invite us, please challenge us, whatever you know we need do that in us and thank you that you do in jesus name we pray amen well there's two boys walking uh down the road next to a field and out in the field was uh, an older guy working really hard on the farm and he had his old work clothes on because he had clothes his nice clothes sitting in a pile folded up right beside the field as the boys walked by. And the younger friend said to the older one, hey, let's, uh, let's play a little trick on this guy. Let's hide his clothes and see what happens. Well, the older boy thought for a minute and he said, you know what, this guy looks really poor. I think we should put a silver coin in each of his shoes and see what happens. And they thought this is a really good idea. So they put a silver dollar in each of his shoes and then hid behind the bushes. Well, when he came out from the field, he put on his shoe and immediately noticed something and grabbed the silver dollar and looked around, wondered what was going on. And uh, then he put on his other shoe and he noticed that there was a dollar in that one as well. He pulled that out and immediately he fell to his knees and started thanking God. He was in disbelief and he said, thank you, Lord, for this unexpected gift and he spoke of his sick wife and his boys in need of food and and he just expressed such gratitude for this unexpected bounty from unknown hands and the boys sat in the bushes in wonder at what they had done and how it had influenced this guy and a smile crept across their soul there's no question that being kind offering gifts of kindness can change lives Even the simplest of gestures, like a smile or a wave, can do wonders. It can brighten someone's day. And here's the thing. Even though it costs the the giver nothing to offer something, often, like a gesture like that, and it costs very little little to do an act of kindness, uh, the effects of one act of kindness have been found to have ripple effects to many more people than just the person receiving that kindness. I was in Costco a few weeks ago, and you know how you have to show your Costco card to get in? And so I took my Costco card out of my wallet, I showed them, and I went in. I knew it was, I was going to need it again at the end to pay, so I put it in my back pocket. And so I was doing my shopping, and I pulled out my phone, looked at my list, put it in my back pocket, And then a little later, I pulled out my phone to look, and I think you can imagine what happened. I get to the end of my shopping experience at Costco, and I went to look for my card, and it wasn't there. I had somehow pulled out my phone and dropped my card. Well, I retraced my steps through the crowds of people as best I could. When I got to the end of where I had been, I couldn't find it, and so I was thinking, how am I going to keep my groceries so I don't have to go and do it all again and still get to the customer service desk to figure out what to do. As I was making my way to the front, a man came up to me 
and said, is this you? And he had my card. And a flood of good emotions ran through me. I just uh, was so happy. This man had taken the time to pick up my card and then notice me as he was on his way to customer service to give it to them. I felt good. I can guarantee that he felt good as he handed it to me and I was so happy. And here's the thing. It turns out that the couple watching this was flooded with good emotions as well. That's four people flooded with good feelings from one guy's act of kindness. Whether you're the giver or the recipient or the witness of an act of kindness, your brain releases oxytocin into your body. Oxytocin is a chemical that's responsible for feelings of warmth, caring, affection, and connect connectedness. It's like a happy drug in our body. So giving, receiving, and witnessing an act of kindness makes you happy. Four people from one act. That's pretty good, isn't it? Well, another study that a kindness scientist, I didn't know there were these guys until I started looking at kindness, but there's a kindness scientist named David R. Hamilton. And he writes about uh, kindness as something that it, it increases exponentially. Here's what he says. In practice, kindness is circularly contagious, like the way a wave travels outward in a circle when you drop a pebble in water. What actually happens is that, that the person you're kind to ends up being kind or kinder to about five people over the next 24 hours. And each of those five people are kinder or kinder to five more people over the next 24 hours. And each of those people are kinder, kinder to five more people. That's five times five times five equals 125 people benefiting from a single act of kindness. He goes on to say, each time you are kind, you really are impacting far more people than just the person you help. I'm saying this because many of us wonder if our actions are significant. They are. Kindness matters greatly, and you make a difference even with the smallest of acts. Research is showing more and more benefits to kindness than just feeling good. It increases our energy levels and confidence. It's good for our heart because it lowers blood pressure. It improves our mood, making us feel loved and emotionally stable. It slows aging, and it reduces the effects of stress. Wow, who knew that kindness was so good for you? Yet, as good as kindness is, as good as human kindness is, we know it's not the solution to all our problems. If you watch the news, you spend much time on social media, or listen to people talk about issues or government policies, it doesn't take long to notice that kindness is not the dominant topic or the center of attention. We all long for kindness, Yet when we notice it or experience it, it surprises us. The good news is that the world is longing for more kindness. The better news is that the Bible tells us of a kindness that's not only life-changing, it's a kindness that brings new life. It re brings real life, empowered life, life that even death does not stop. So if you open your Bibles to Titus 3, I want to take a look at the wonder of this kindness. Titus 3, we're going to start at verse 1. Titus 3, verse 1 and following, it says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, 
to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, let's stop for a minute and make sure we understand the context of the word kindness here. The Apostle Paul, who's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this letter to Titus, who is pastoring in Crete, he begins in verse 1 by telling Titus to teach, to remind the faithful followers of Jesus in Crete that they're to be obedient, that they're to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one and to be peaceful, considerate, and gentle toward everyone. If you've been following in our series over the last several weeks on Taste of the Kingdom, you might notice that what Paul says in verses 1 and 2 here sounds similar to what he said in in Galatians 5, through 23, which we've been focusing on. So let's turn over to Galatians 5, to 23, which was also written by Paul, the Apostle Paul as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We've been studying each of these nine characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit produces in us. And Paul's been telling us that when we give our lives to follow him, when we give our lives to Jesus, he puts the Holy Spirit in us. And he works in us to produce these things and to make us characterized by these things, love, joy, peace, patience, and on. So now we go back to Titus 3, and we notice in verse 3 that Paul says that that we, people who are now following Jesus and committed to him, we used to be foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. So we used to be totally against God and his ways. We acted out against him in our thoughts and our actions and our behaviors. But... He continues in verse 4. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done. We were like that before. So it wasn't about us and what we were doing. He saved us because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Because of God's kindness and love, because of his kindness and love, he sent Jesus Christ to die in our place. To take the consequences of all those terrible behaviors and actions that we were enslaved to, and he paid the price, taking it all upon himself in his death. It was because of his kindness and love that we are washed. We are given new life, eternal life. And we are justified. We are made just as if we have never sinned. And we're right before God. So we have this this new, clean, forgiven, and right life before God. A life uh, that is eternal and therefore death does not even extinguish. And it's all because of God's kindness and love.
Now, we talked about God's love several weeks ago. So today we're going to focus in on kindness. And this word kindness in the Greek it's, has a wide range of meaning. It can include all these ideas, ideas of good, excellent, useful, gentle, generous, merciful, genuine, and costly. That's a big word, lots that it includes. Scottish theologian William Barclay describes it this way. He said, kindness means the spirit which is so kind that it is always eager to give whatever gift may be necessary. It's so kind, it's, it means a spirit that is so kind that it is always eager to give whatever gift is necessary. In other words, kindness is love in action. It's how love behaves. It's love lived out. God's kindness, God's love lived out was Jesus humbling himself to the point of death for us in order to give you and I and anyone who hope, puts his faith and hope and trust in him new life, real life, empowered life, Life that even death will not silence. A few moments ago, I said that the world's longing for more kindness. And the better news is that the, the Bible tells us of a kindness that's not only life-changing, but it's a kindness that brings new life, real life, empowered life, life that even death cannot hinder. Well, the Bible tells us that this kindness is possible. And it's available and it's offered to us. It's the kindness that God gave us through Jesus and he offers it to us if we only accept it. But there's more. Not only does he give us this kindness for us to accept and experience and delight in, Galatians 5, to 23 says that if we accept his infinite kindness, he produces that in us. He gives us the Holy Spirit to produce his kindness in us. We actually participate, not only in receiving it, but in giving it and becoming his kindness to those around us. So first we taste it when we accept it, and then he makes us the taste of it to others. It's not something we need to protect and, and, and uh, hold on to as if there wasn't enough of it. He has an infinite supply, and he wants to produce that in us and through us. And in sharing it, we receive more of it. Oh, the wonders of the kindness of God. So, how do we open ourselves up to this kindness? How do we respond and, and work together with the Holy Spirit as he wants to work together with us? He wants us to walk step by step, hand in hand with him. What's our part? How do we open it up so that he produces more in us? I want to give you three shifts, three shifts in our mental thinking or behaviors that help us get more in line with God's kingdom way of life. So the first is assume the best. This may sound really simple. Uh, we talked a little about it, about it when we talked about love several weeks ago, but it's a radically different way of thinking than we're used to. In our worldly kingdom way of thinking, we're conditioned to protect what is ours, to fight for recognition, to be skeptical and suspicious and distrustful of other people's motives because we don't want someone to deceive us, to pull the wool over our eyes, to, to make a fool of us. So we're naturally suspicious and therefore wired to assume the worst. 
someone comes to your door to offer you something and you're angry because they interrupted your dinner. How could they do that? And you wonder what the catch is if it's something that sounds too good. Someone cuts you off in traffic and you immediately, oh, these, I'm, I'm talking to myself as well, I immediately think they're rude and they're, and they're uncaring. How could they do that? Someone smiles at you and, and you wonder, do I have something on my face? Like, why are they laughing at me? But God showered his kindness on us when we were out to get him. Jesus showed humans kindness as they pounded nails in his wrists. He poured out his kindness when we were, we had terrible motives. He lavishes his kindness on us, offering new life. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says that love believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Instead of assuming the worst, begin with assuming the best, hoping and enduring all things. That guy who comes to the door in the middle of your dinner, he's not trying to interrupt. He's got rent to pay, food to buy. Maybe he's caring for a sick person and he's doing the best he can. You don't have to buy what he's selling, but you can treat him kindly, consume the best, and you can say thank you, but I'm not interested today. The person that cuts you off in traffic. There was a, a Scottish woman named Maureen. She was driving towards the fourth bridge in Scotland. This is a toll bridge. Well, a mile or two from the toll, she cut somebody off. She, she didn't mean to. It was just a mistake. He was in a blind spot. He cut her off. Fortunately, there was no accident, but the driver was furious. He beeped his horn for what seemed like an hour. He then drew up alongside her. His face was red with rage. He mouthed some expletives, flashed her a, a gesture that we all know is unkind. Maureen was shaken. She was very upset, but she took a few deep breaths and proceeded towards the toll. Well, it happened that she ended up in front of this guy that she had cut off. He had probably tried to find a faster way and then ended up behind her. You know how you don't always choose the right path in those lineup situations? Well, uh, she was behind him and she believed that kindness can solve a lot of problems and so she paid his toll. As she pulled away, her shoulders eased, she had a smile on her face and she felt at ease, completely the opposite the way she felt a few moments before. Soon, the driver pulled up alongside her again, and this time mouthed something very differently. He had a softened face, and he mouthed, thank you, tapped his heart a few times, smiled, nodded his head a few at times, and then drove off. Maureen was stunned, but that act of kindness had totally changed. Begin with assuming the best, bringing out the best in others. Act with kindness. Number two, listen and value other people's ideas. There was a 2019 Barna report. It asked people what they would consider would be the top qualities of someone they would like to talk about their faith with. And the number one quality is someone who would listen without judgment. We talked about listening when we talked about love and then when we talked about peace. And it's really fitting that we talk about it with kindness because kindness is love in action. It's how love behaves. Well, Jesus asked more questions than he answered. He listened to people. When was the last time someone gave you this gift? To listen without judgment. You felt safe 
to talk to them and to share things with them because their face didn't cringe with what you said. Their eyes were warm. They leaned in. They asked questions. They didn't cut you off or, or finish your sentences for you or try to one-up you. They were genuinely interested in you and in what you thought. If you can remember a time when someone offered this gift to you, what did it feel like? If you can't remember a time, what do you think it would feel like? Listening without judgment is a kindness that we can offer people. And it doesn't cost us anything but a little time and curiosity and paying attention. So, assume the best. Listen and value other people's ideas. Three, celebrate other people's success. When you experience something exciting, you want to share it. When you accomplish something significant, you've worked really hard for a long time, you've expended a lot of thought or energy, you want to tell people about it. And the last thing you want to do is to hear how much better they are than you. They up the story, they tell about something in their life that's just as big. This goes hand in hand with listening because it's, it's other person focused. It's focused on the person in front of you. What does it hurt to give them their moment? Not try to think of something that, that you did that's just as good, but just give them their moment. Celebrate their success. We're so wired to look for ways to be noticed, to feel significant, to be praised, so focusing on other people's success can be a challenge. Some of us are really good at it, but some of us need to work on that. Try to shift toward the other person. Look for ways to celebrate other people's success. To rejoice with those who are rejoicing without trying to get something out of it. God has showered us with kindness. He wants us to delight in his kindness and he wants us to produce his kindness in us that we can share with the world. How is the Holy Spirit prompting you this morning? What's he saying to you? What's he prompting? How are you going to respond? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your kindness. Thank you that you lavish your kindness onto us, onto us that you pour it out over us, that, that we get to experience your beautiful gift of being right with you, of being forgiven, of having new life, empowered life. Lord, help us to be that taste of the kingdom to others. Help us to respond to your work in our hearts so that we become your kindness to others. So the people are pointed to you because they've met with us. Bless us as we praise you some more and as we prepare to go out into the world. In your name we pray, amen.